0: All right. Hello everyone and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast and this is podcast episode number 11 and today's guest is Miss Tisha Jack all the way from Trinidad and Tobago. Hello mm-hmm. Tisha. Hi Joanne. <laughs> hey. how, are you, how are you this morning? We're I... very early this morning.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I am good. I'm good. I have a packed day today so i wanted to do this very very early (laughs) good no mornings are good because i'm a
0: morning person so yes (laughs) it's it's always good to speak to others in the morning so today tisha we're so delighted to have you on firstly thank you for giving us some of your time
1: and um,
0: i'm really excited to hear your story and to share it with our community so the topic of today's uh podcast is on jumping first and letting the rest work itself out which is something that tisha can speak about easily and freely because it really is her story. So Tisha, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself generally and your entrepreneurial journey and then we can jump into your business and and everything else.
1: Oh, sure. Okay, so as Joanne said, my name is Tisha Jack. I have spent um, most of my time, as in my my career, time working um, in corporate field. Doing events management first for the tourism company here in Trinidad, um, and then for a telecommunications company. Okay. So um, most of my time has been, you know, dancing in that part of the of the events world, which is which is which has now become very dear to me. Um, How my whole entrepreneurship journey started would have been. you know, after spending five five years in a job that you no longer able to support um, certain aspects of your personal life, if I have to be very honest, that, is, that was the main driving factor for me. Um, wow. can okay. to get certain things done and um, because of the nature of my employment, I wasn't able to. Um, right. So that coupled together with, you know, some other natural stresses of the job i guess Mm -hmm. i just took a decision one one day and said "Mm, i think i need to find alternative arrangements i mean i i have been trying but it the job was not allowing me to freely move into another job because of the um what's the word the the air that surrounded the job that, that i had you know um possible employers didn't think i seriously wanted to move and you know because nobody can really understand why would you want to leave a job like this you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so you
0: had to what kind of job was it was it a, a very demanding job was it a were you managing people projects tell us a bit more about what you were doing in the corporate sure, space I,
1: I wasn't so I was the event coordinator in the marketing department um well we only have two telecoms here I wouldn't say which one but I mean they are both very um very aggressive mm. um, marketing you know mm-hmm. so Whichever side of the, of, of the world that, that you certainly telecoms it industry, it's going to be, especially if you're in marketing, it's going to be very demanding on you. Right. It is a job that I thoroughly enjoyed. I will, you know, I'm not going to take that away, but right. um, it really, re- it, it required me to um, manage projects, manage, manage projects on tight deadlines <laughs> right. um, with some pretty interesting budgets, you know, so, I, it really allowed me to develop skills which I can really call on today to, you know, to, to, to execute jobs for clients because of my experience.
0: Absolutely. And the corporate world is good for that, you know. It really it, it, it gives you that good foundation, especially if you're in a demanding field. You yes. learn how to manage your clients, you learn how to deal with different clients, how to communicate, and you can bring some of that to your to your entrepreneurial venture. So exactly. corporate world isn't all that bad.
1: <laughs> it isn't. I mean, no, I, I don't take anything away from it at all. Like nothing. I I tr- I truly believe that it's you know it is what helped me to develop the skills that I had that i more or less use now to help right. my clients. I
0: think, like you said, the biggest issue people have with the corporate space is just not, it's quite rigid and you don't have enough time to, like you said, tend to your personal life and do other things because yeah. you're just working all the time.
1: Yeah, yes.
0: yes. Yep. I'm hearing the little doggy barking in the yes, background. Yes, that's my,
1: four, <laughs> my four-legged child. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's fine. So, um, yes. So,
0: um, so that was what you were doing in the corporate space. So then when did you decide, okay, it's time I, you know, we're talking about jumping, taking the leap. So you were obviously thinking about this, this, making this move for some time. When did you, when did it hit you? When did you decide, okay, this is it, I'm going to do it. (laughs)
1: Um, it wasn't a very pleasant hit. Um, so I, yeah, as exactly as you said, it, it, it has been a thought or it would have been a thought. We would have been trying to go the quote unquote right, right way. Let's, you know, try to find something else before we leave, you know, you know, as we used to joke around saying, you know, have a proper exit strategy, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, that's very corporate. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it's it's very corporate. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's one particular week. It was, it was pretty stressful. I can't even remember what was going on at the time. But I remember uh, Tuesday morning, I could remember the date because it's my girlfriend's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I messaged her. It was pouring rain in Trinidad. Pouring. Mm-hmm. And I said, what are you doing for your birthday? And she said, um, I don't know. I'm looking at the weather. I may go to the beach. I'm already in a not so happy space. I don't feel like going, going to work. And here's my girlfriend oh, offering me to head to the beach.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, um, I don't normally stay away from work. And if I do, it's still to work. But I just decided, you know, I prefer to work from from home. And this one day I just said, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm shutting down all communication. I'm just staying. I'm staying home. Mm-hmm. I went to the beach and we had the conversations that day was basically along the lines of, you know, being happy with what you're doing. Because um, my same girlfriend was, content- she was, was, was also thinking about leaving her job. Others were talking about how they left and how the experience has been. So, you know, it it just started my brain turning again, like, okay, I really need to get serious about this. Mm. And I woke up the Wednesday morning and I went to a meeting and I, while waiting for the meeting to, to start, I opened an email and it literally tripped, tripped me off, like and I literally had to get up and mm-hmm. went to the bathroom and tears immediately started to roll down my face.
0: Mm. Well, do I, you want to tell us what was in the email?
1: Um, it was about something that um, I had mentioned bef- before mm-hmm. and it was now coming back to me. So I had made a suggestion to do, some, to do some, something,
0: Right. it
1: was now coming back to me as an instruction to do it. Mm. yeah
0: oh yeah i know yeah. oh yeah when oh i know about that we all know about that we've yeah. all had that happen to us like no, what
1: <laughs> i was like wait a minute what is going on here yeah
0: I, yeah
1: I, I think you know so already not be anything and then have any conversation that day i i literally tripped i went mm. to the bathroom i started i picked up before and i called my i called my mom and as she answered i just started crying and yeah. of course she's like what is the matter with you of course. and I started to explain everything to her and she too knew of my frustration with the job so she, yeah. you know, she went through the whole motherly conversation have you done this, have you done this, have you spoken to X, have you spoken to Y mm. um, have you prayed about it you know so after we had that, that conversation at the end of it she said well Tish it sounds like you've, you know, you've thought about it, you've prayed about it whatever decision you make I'm going to support you
0: Oh, um, and that's so important. That's really yesterday. good that you had that. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people
1: don't have that, you know? No, yeah. So, you know, I, I had to you now put myself together to go put on a straight face in this meeting. Thank God. Um, um, I messaged my, my co-worker who I was very close, close to. And I said, when I get back to the office, I need to talk to you. And, and when I got to the office, and before I can sit on my chair, because she's sitting like directly opposite me, before I could sit down properly, she says, You're going to leave and I said yes. Mm. And she's like, Wow, just tell me when. I said, Possibly in two weeks. Because oh, that I was the only notice I was required to give. Yeah, two weeks, right. That's yeah. that's so, standard. In the UK it's a month, but I think I'm yeah, generally, because, I of my year. because I was on a contract, my contract just required me two weeks. Okay. Okay. So that was how that that, you know story went down. It it was, it was literally me tripping. (laughs) You know, but
0: but so many people can relate to that story though, because there's so many women out there who are in jobs um, that they hate or, or who are in jobs. It's not that they, that they don't like the industry they're in, they actually enjoy their work and what they do, but it's the politics of mm. other people stealing your ideas, of not feeling like you're being appreciated, of yeah. feeling like you're being held back, of wanting to work in certain projects and you can't. It's I think there's so many women out there who may be listening to this that can completely relate to that, and they want to leave, but they just can't find the strength to. They don't have the gumption, the will, and that's the big part. That's the fear. So the simple fact that you were able to pick up the phone and talk to your mom and she gave you her blessing and you took that leap, that's a big deal. A lot of people cannot do that and won't do that. There are a lot of people in jobs right now that are miserable and feel they feel trapped. Yep. So thank you so much for sharing that because (laughs) there's a lot, there's a lot of people who need to hear that, you know, you can actually do this thing. You just, you just have to go by faith. But what was it inside of you that, that, that felt right? I mean, obviously there was, there was the sign. Okay. The email came, you were like, okay, this is it. I've had enough. But what was it in you that made you realize it it was going to be okay was it just a feeling was it because you had spoken to your mom because you didn't have a plan you just I
1: did not i did not um i it was a genuine feeling first that i will i will be okay you know that 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 something will something will happen Mm -hmm. um and just trusting and believing that 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 god is going to do something for me you know i am after I, after I resigned and my co-workers got over the heart attack, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I messaged my uncle who is also in the events industry and um, he's been extremely supportive and again, understanding my frustration with my job. And I, I just messaged him and I said, I resigned and he, he called me. He was like, what? Are you serious? I said, yes. Hmm. And then he said, you, what are you going to do? I said, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, you can always, you know, come work with me. I always want you to come work with me and stuff like that. So, you know, that is where I kind of cushioned myself to keep myself busy for the next three, three months or so. Right. So I, after I rallied through the two weeks to hand over projects and stuff. And because, stuff like that.
0: because you had bills to pay, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did. (laughs) Yeah. But thankfully I I know I've been saving. So it I jumped with a bit of a cushion, but I know it was not a been a cushion for any extensive period of time. You know, and I didn't want to have to get into those savings too much. So yeah, I I said I'm gonna I'm gonna wing it. (laughs) They had some, some jobs coming up, so I worked with them on those jobs until, you know, things started happening before I even Attempted with things to happen, so I am absolutely great grateful for how things eventually turned out for me.
0: Right. So okay, so now take us along the journey of starting your business. So tell us the name of your business, first of all, and what it does.
1: So I have I actually have two businesses now.
0: (laughs) Oh wow. So you this has changed because when I first met you only had one. Okay, fantastic. Okay.
1: Um, So when I would have started um, TCJ event management would have been the name Um, So yes, I stuck to my passion of managing and coordinating events Um, And yes for for corporate businesses. My first two clients were actually corporate clients Um, So what I do is I work with with both with corporate clients to execute um, time-sensitive events usually with the marketing department to support um, to use events as support for their marketing objectives, again, because of my experience, you know it it came very, very natural for me and understanding how events can play a huge role in achieving marketing objectives marketing and sales objectives so right. that is what I do for corporate clients um, because of the nature of just events and what people think it is i will get the question so do you do weddings and mm-hmm. in the early days i said mm, it depends because i know weddings are extremely stressful um but it has now developed to be another big niche for me so yes i now do weddings for private clients as well okay um, okay and as well as other private events, birthday parties, anniversary celebrations. So okay. my, my niche re- remains um, corporate. Okay. Uh, but I still, you know, answer the request to help private in, individuals with their, with their events as well.
0: But Tisha, how did you get your first client? Because you only need that first one. Yes. And then everything <laughs> falls into place. So you were working for your uncle and you yes, said, okay, I'm going to start Tisha. Uh, events management you put everything together you got your logo you did all the, the admin stuff but how did you get that first client how did you go about getting that first client
1: my first client actually came before i i had anything as as established so a friend of mine who i also worked with um called and she said hey i have a job and i need an event coordinator i'm like oh really mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like you want to do it and i said sure i didn't have a company name I didn't, didn't have a logo anything okay. um so it was to do an award from fun- an award function for a media house so i did and i executed <laughs> the invoice was done on my name cuz again i did not have a company business yet okay and then um, another friend called and she said i have a job for you very small but you know how it how it goes in corporate. Once you execute one and everybody likes you, you know, you can get the call, the the call back. Right. So I did that one as well. Um in between that that I said, you know, if I have to get into corporate, corporate prefers to pay a company than an than an individual. So I just registered the name. I did the logo myself. <laughs> and developed my invoice template on 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 wood you know very very simple very
0: basic stuff going Going online google
1: google to the rescue i you know i was could play around with the software so i I created my logo myself and yeah and that was how i got my first two clients and i'm very happy that they are still two of my biggest clients And, you know, it, it, it was just really me doing what I do and executing. And I now don't even work directly with the people that call me in the first time, which I'm extremely happy about. You know, so it's, it's really been me making a name for myself within the company and now getting call, callbacks from different departments, more or less. Right. And your
0: employer, have they wished you, your past employer, have they wished you well? Do they know what Absolutely you're doing now? Absolutely
1: best, yes. Yes, yes, yes. They, everyone has been extremely supportive. Um, and as I said, it, 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 it was a process. So it was not um, news that I was frustrated and all of that. You mm-hmm. know, So they totally understood my decision. Of course, they tried to get, to get me to stay. But, you know, they've been extremely supportive extremely supportive about it now i'm still in contact with my last boss and yeah she says how proud she is and yeah
0: Mm, that's
1: (laughs) excellent okay so now i
0: want to talk about jumping okay because that's that's the whole uh theme for this um for this podcast for this feature so you did it and you jumped. So, so tell us now that you have jumped, is this still an ongoing thing now that you're running your business? Are you still jumping or have you stopped I, jumping since no, you, since you started am, the business?
1: I am still very much jumping. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Um, this, you know, having your own business is one, it requires a risk just to start. You know, mm. that initial jump. Mm-hmm. And then making decisions along the way, it has reg- just sitting on this podcast with you, Joanne, is a jump for me. Ah,
0: <laughs> yay! I'm glad that I was the impetus for this new job. Yes.
1: you know, it's, <laughs> it, I I call the whole process um, becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. Sure, sure. Know? So it's been saying, yes, to jobs that I'm like, oh, can I live up to my name with this client? You know, thinking the client is too big, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, just making everyday decisions about how to run a business. Hiring an assistant for me was another jump because mm. I am very um, territorial with my work to the point that, you know, I need to make sure, make sure that it's going to be done a certain way and, you know, just to uphold because I'm extremely overprotective of my reputation. I
0: think, new, I think all new entrepreneurs are like that, all, because you're, you're starting. And like you said, reputation, brand, everything is so fragile. Yes. And um, you want to, you know how you work. Yes. And you, you'll never find somebody that will work like you. You'll never yes. some find someone that will do it like you. You know. Yes. And um, I think, like you said, letting go, that's something you mentioned in the interview. You have to let go a lot when you start a business.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you have intentions of growing, you so do so you know it it's been a lot of jumping just trusting and having faith that things will work out not knowing looking at the calendar and saying oh my where are these clients gonna come you know and then just getting uncomfortable to reach out and and hey i am to share i do events you know how can i help support your business that in itself is it requires me to jump a lot because my yeah. by, by my very nature, I'm an introvert <laughs> mm, yeah, an introvert, introvert in business so but i've I've
0: been reading all these articles about uh introverts, and that introverts make uh, very good uh, entrepreneurs and um because they think things through and uh they don't necessarily do these sort of like on the cuff or, or jumping off of 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 things or thinking it through that da, out, da, da. but you jumped so yeah. <laughs> i mean but- I
1: don't know. What's <laughs> a bit of process, yeah. With sure. A bit of thought.
0: <laughs> sure,
1: sure. I'm still being sure that yeah, I don't know how it's gonna look on the way down, but I'm, but I'm gonna do it. Because but sometimes you if you think if you, you want to land <laughs> Yeah, if you think
0: it too think it too overthink it, you think too much, you overanalyze it, you never actually do anything because you get held back by fear. Yes. So sometimes you've just got to you just gotta do it. And yes. and uh, I think like you've proven once you take that first step, everything else Uh, works itself out
1: because you then have to figure out where to take the second step
0: exactly (laughs) and then
1: the third and then the fourth so so yes and I am an overthinker in my everything has to be over analyzed so (laughs) yeah it really has been trying to suppress that side of me and just going just going
0: and you said uh over overanalyzing and trying to get everything right how how much of that do you think is um one of the reasons why so many new businesses fail because people are always trying to get things perfect
1: yes um it's it's a combination but yes because ultimately the decision starts with with the entrepreneur yeah and initially saying okay yes Maybe X, Y, Z needs to happen before I can actually get back to A. But it's being okay to start X not knowing where Y and Z are going to fall. And I think our, we allow our fear to hold us back. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's, it's, it's ultimately natural. That's by general nature. You know, fear paralyzes you. It stops you in your tracks.
0: It sure does.
1: Something in front of you, if you're afraid of spiders and there's a spider in front of you, you're going to stop, you know? Um, but it's being able to take a deep breath and say, No, I'm going to run so quickly that this spider doesn't touch me. Or I'm just going to close my eyes and trust that, you know, that it's, I just need to start. Like, I, I compare it to babies walking. When they learn to walk, you know, you have to get up and fall down and fall down again and get back up again before you eventually master how to put one foot in front of the next.
0: Very true. And I think starting a business is is very much like a developing child because. Yeah children when children see puddles or when they see bricks or dangerous things they they run to them <laughs> because they don't know any better and but as we become adults obviously we, our minds are different we become more logical we mm-hmm. we're more controlled and everything is 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 fair is fair driven but you really have to think like a child just do it Yes, yeah. you know, something bad may happen, but it, whatever it is, it's going to make you stronger. So just yes, do it so-
1: most most definitely. So you <laughs> have
0: you have to surrender. You have to surrender a lot in this um in this complete process, don't you?
1: Yes, and trust the process. You know, and it's another big thing for me has been just surrounding myself with people who are on the same journey or in where you were trying to go. And, you know, being open to taking advice and, and and testing because at the end of the day, everybody's experience is not going, going to be the same. Um, some people struggle in their first year. Some people flourish in their, first, in their first year. You know, it's really just about your own story and just not being afraid to build it no matter what, you know, the, the journey's going to take you. So it, me having, I am part of or oh, i have developed re- relationships with other entrepreneurs and it has been an extremely um great support in terms of you know getting through those rough days and people to just celebrate your little tiny successes that maybe the average person won't understand, you know? Yeah,
0: so. yeah. How, and how important is that? Let's talk a little bit about that. When you're starting out, um, when you're taking this jump and you've decided you're going to leave your job specifically, how important is it for you to surround yourself with people who are doing the same exact thing or who have done the
1: same exact thing? Um, looking back now, I think it has contributed like 80% of it 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 has contributed eighty percent to where or to how I handle situations I should say um simply because when someone is walking the journey with you they they understand um they understand that when you don't get this one particular job that someone else might say, mm, well, it's okay, the next one will come.' But then they might be able to say, OK, so you need to do X, Y, Z, because they understand that maybe they would have gone through the same process and this is what they had to do to actually get it to work, you know. So it's, it's just talking with people or with, some, or with someone with the same experience. It's kind of like on-the-job training. When you go to learn a new job, it's, it's great when you have an understudy or when you can work under somebody who has been there to kind of, not necessarily hold your hand, but just guide you along the way so having a couple people alongside you going going through that you get to learn from each other's experiences (laughs) and share and that is basically how you grow you actually grow a lot faster when you when you operate like that
0: definitely and you realize that you're not alone you realize that everybody's going through the same thing because the journey can be very lonely can't it like it can
1: be oh my goodness yes
0: And especially if you don't come from an entrepreneurial background or if you don't have a lot of entrepreneurial friends, it's just very scary and very lonely. So you need to go out there and find your tribe as the yes. saying goes, you need to yes. find those group of people who, whether they're in your particular industry or your town or wherever, or if I always say, if you can't find a tribe, create one. <laughs>
1: yes. Which is basically and most of the people, the people or the entrepreneurs I'm close to now, um, I did not know before I started my business.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: So yeah. So it's it's. I mean, your your friends are going to be there. Your family are going to be there, and they they're going to support you to a certain ex a certain extent. But it's when you need to trash out that idea, or you have a mind block, and you need to get get back into a certain space. Not not all the time. Said friends or family can can help you. That simply because they don't understand. You know, because they have no walked that that particular path. Mm. So mm. definitely build a tribe, and if you can build one, create it
0: definitely now tisha we're talking to you uh from trinidad you're based yes. in trinidad so what is the um cuz I, I i spoke to another lady that you know one of your colleagues Amaniki who is in trinidad yes. as well yeah. <laughs> A completely different topic but uh an entrepreneur just like you as well and i'm curious uh to learn more cuz this community is uh for emerging markets this is the focus yes. so i'm curious to know about uh, women entrepreneurs in, in Trinidad, generally, and what the experience is like for them. Because you said you're a part of these networks now, so you meet other women like yourself who jumped. Is it, is it uh, normal now for women, young women, or women of any age, really, in Trinidad, to decide, okay, I'm tired of this job, I'm going to do my own thing? Is that a, a thing happening? Is that a trend
1: now? It is, it is developing. Um, people are, for want of a better word, being forced. <laughs> um, really? To find mm. to find alternative sources of, in- of of income. I think a lot of people have a desire to own their own business, but as we've been saying, not everybody has that courage to jump. And mm. it's only when you interact with other people and you share and you hear their stories that you actually have the courage to. But um I think entrepreneurship on a whole is is it is developing um here. And mm-hmm. it's actually great to see. I, and I think social media is actually helping with that a lot. So mm. as for women, yeah, I think we are, we are definitely getting there. Most of my entrepreneur friends are female. So yes.
0: <laughs> really? So there are a yeah. lot of women entrepreneurs in, yeah. in Trinidad. A yeah, lot of yeah. women are deciding that they want to do their own thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. And
0: why, why do you think that is? I mean, you said they're being forced. Is it because the jobs just don't pay?
1: Um, it's a combination, same as much as some may be getting paid, some are losing their jobs at this point, so it's a combination. Some are choosing to start another, as they say, hustle on the side, mm. um, even if it's, you know, a, you're good at baking and you decide that you want to bake on weekends, or even, I know in the events industry, everybody is a decorator now, mm. <laughs> so it's doing decor while you still have your eight to five or your nine to five. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's just holding those skills that you were already doing and learning to make money from it now.
0: Yeah. And I think when you're in the emerging markets, developing world, global south, whatever you want to call it, like I always say, entrepreneurship is a necessity. So you, it's not it's not glamorous. Like you said, people just need to do it because they need to they need to make a living, don't they? Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's a, you know, there's no welfare state. There's no social security. So everybody's just got to do what they have to do to make to make money, to make ends meet. So now let's jump back into, you said the new, the new, your new uh, sort of niche is uh, weddings, you said, brides, weddings. So is that a big market down there in Trinidad?
1: It is huge. Are people always, people
0: are always getting married?
1: (laughs) Yes, it is. And it is, I want to say it's almost saturated. (laughs) Really? You think so? Yeah, it really is. It really is a... An interesting challenge, you know, differentiating yourself and building your clientele um, Mm. in the wedding industry here. Yeah. Because I Mm. I was actually talking to a friend when I went to St. Lucia on vacation. I was telling her, and she said, Weddings are not even big there. And I was so taken aback, like, wow.
0: (laughs) Really? Well, Trinidad is a huge country. I mean, you've got a couple million people. Yeah, but she um, was
1: saying, you know, they're generally not big on weddings. They keep it very, very simple. And yeah, not. Here, you have a mixture. You have the ones who go a thousand percent all in. Mm-hmm. You have the ones who just prefer to have two people on the beach in Tobago and they're happy. So, mm. yeah.
0: But, I, th- you know, a wedding, is, it's, it's, it's a major event in our lives, getting married. Right. Yes. So I think wherever you go in the world, weddings are a big deal but um it i guess it just depends on how much people are willing to spend so how how do you take us through the process of dealing specifically with your wedding clients what is that like so someone contacts you and then what so i contact you hey tisha i'm getting married i'm so excited most important day of my life what's the first what's the first thing that you're going to
1: say to me congratulations yay <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> um most people come to me in the vein of decor or coordination. So that's usually where my conversations start. Um, mm-hmm. Because everyone is looking for a decorator and everyone is looking, And as I said, there are quite a bit of them here. So I get the inquiries all the time. My niche within the wedding industry is coordination. That is what I absolutely focus on. Uh, But notwithstanding, I can do the entire package, right? So when you come to me, um, I go through the the whole, if it's for, for decor, there's a process with that. In terms of finding out what your guest count is like, what you have in mind, of course, the million-dollar question: what's your budget like? Yeah, I was going to say, when are are you going to ask me about the money? Because I always ask the budget. (laughs) Because I'm sure you
0: know, some women there's some women out there and men too who they have all these grand ideas, these big ideas, and it's like, "Mm, but you can't afford that. You know, you've got to be realistic.
1: Yeah. ideas that you want to have executed so that 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 is where it more or less goes if you come to us from a decor vein um -hmm. at the end of the conversation though I always lead it back to coordination because as as I said that is what I do Mm -hmm. um because I also believe that you can have the absolute best plans in place and if your coordination on your wedding day is not done right all those plans don't matter people will not remember how good the food tastes, they won't remember how great your your decor was if there was a bad experience in terms of how things are ruled out on the day. Um, mm. That is tried, tested and proven. So, so you,
0: you project manage everything from beginning to end and you get if, really, really involved, it sounds yes. like. Yes,
1: so yes, I, that is one of the packages from from me. So I'm actually, I'm working with, with, with a client now we're doing a wedding in a six week period or is it seven weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, invitation to everything but then i i have those clients where they plan everything on their own and they just need someone to oversee things on the day to ensure that all these great plans come come together the way they want and they don't have to be the ones focusing and stressing on the day because that is what i i absolutely don't like to see brides you know frustrated or running by the caterer when they're supposed to be you know enjoying These eight or nine hours of your wedding that go by very, very, very quickly.
0: I was going to say it must be really gratifying though, because on the day you have a happy bride and she's relaxed and she's enjoying her moment and her time with her with her husband and her family. And you just kind of there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in the
1: background, but you manage it. My last client called me, a what a secret a secret ninja. He said, listen, we, we weren't seeing you, but we know that you were in the background just, you know, making sure. And I will just pop up ever so often and be like, hey, you're right. And then I'll disappear again. You know, mm. they don't need to see me too much. I just need to be in the back, in the background. And, sure. and they, are, they, are, they are supposed to be left to wonder. I wonder if everything is all right. <laughs> And have you had
0: any disaster wedding clients thus far? Any bridezillas?
1: Thankfully, no. Oh my goodness. Uh not yet, my dear. Not, not yet. Not, not me. I actually know how, how to screen them out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I do consult, I do consultation, so you know, by that time I can figure out how this, you know, relationship is gonna go. But right. again, I guess it, it's also te- testimony to how I you know treat with it and how I deal with it so even if you have over picky and I, I really have had you over picky bride but they've haven't had the chance to turn into bridezilla yeah so I'm thankful for that
0: <laughs> yeah so where do you see this uh your your two businesses now where do you see them going where would you like them to go say 10-15 years from now do you want to just focus in Trinidad do you want to be Caribbean wide Latin America wide global what do you want to do <laughs>
1: Well, we we have a saying in our circle that we're going global. So definitely, Mm -hmm. um, definitely on a global scale, but um, expanding Trinidad first um, and then the region and then international Mm -hmm. um, where I see myself in 10 years, I want to be one of the go-to um, event companies for corporate clients and I say one off because I know there's, there's a lot for everyone you know mm-hmm. I, I'm not mm-hmm. really I'm very open to sharing and there's enough for everyone but I want to be the name that comes out of marketing managers and CEOs by extension mouth when they say hey we need this event done let's call in TCJ events and you know I just want to be that go-to person because I, I, I understand, having been on their side, you know, what the challenges are and how we can work to still get your objectives met with these challenges. Um, sure. In 10 years, my business can function. It is my dream to have my business running with or without my presence. Right. Um, a team, a full yeah, team. Most mm. definitely. And um, I think I'm heading in the right direction with that because I'm also a travel enthusiast. That mm. is my business so right. I plan on doing a lot of traveling but it must not be traveling to the detriment of my business you know so sure, sure. in 10 years I, I see myself being very established to that extent that I can comfortably tell clients well person x will see about your needs you know mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have to see me on a job to know that everything is going to be all right
0: Right. Well, I have no doubt that you will accomplish all of those, those plans and those goals. I'm sure I'm certain. (laughs) So do you collaborate Tisha with other um, sort of, um, brands or, or yes, other women yes, and, and yes, what tell yes. us a bit about what you look yes. for in a, in a collaborator yes 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 what do you <laughs> look for and 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 how has collaboration helped you to grow to grow oh your business oh my
1: goodness collaboration you know there's they have these sayings content is king videos king for me collaboration is king right Oh, queen queen we'll call queen. it queen okay yes. we'll, give, we'll, give, we'll give her queen <laughs> i um a champion for it. I don't try to be a jack of all a jack of all trades. I as I say, I know how to batten my crease, I know my strengths. Mm. So I know when to call on the expert for that other thing that I'm not good at. You know? Sure. And mm-hmm. collaboration for me is also key because in my in in the nature of my job, I cannot bake a cake. I can't always hang up decorations if i am the coordinator basically i can't cook the food you know so it, you, it you're requires. not going to
0: photograph you're not going to be the I'm photographer not gonna photograph,
1: I'm not gonna yeah. video,
0: you know exactly. so It mainly
1: requires me every every job i have requires me to collaborate so i love that i get to you know work with people um to, to bring clients um visions and objectives mm-hmm. to life and help them to achieve it i do have a Go to team first, mm-hmm. which I am happy about, so i I try to keep that consistent simply because when you work with 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 a team or you collaborate with a team after a period of time, you get to understand each other and how each and how you all work, and you have shared objectives you know so i I do have a niche that I reach into when I need to collaborate, but I'm always open to you know expanding because you just never know if i'm going to grow my business I might have three events going on at the same same time you know so Definitely. Um, collaboration for me it is yeah it is the queen of my business <laughs> I
0: think when you're I think when you're an aspiring entrepreneur or when you're budding or recently started up, entrepreneur collaboration is very 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 important it's crucial it's a good way to grow your business through partnering because you don't you don't have big funds you don't have big resources you meet people kind of in the same position like you can you can complement each other you can work together and you grow and you develop these relationships so that five ten years from now when both or three four how many of you collaborate together when your businesses all become big you're all kind of helping each other and growing together and you know there's there's space for everybody to um to collaborate because you, and you need and, that, you need that in the industry, whether it's weddings or whatever it is, you need that kind of everybody working together and, you know, innovating and, and making it better for your clients in the yes, long run. And,
1: and, it, and that in itself too requires a bit of jumping, you know, because yeah. it, it is now trusting um, to work with this person that they will um, deliver the way you would like them to deliver. It, it really is, is, it's a jump. It really is. It really Absolutely.
0: Because when you meet successful entrepreneurs in their field, they'll tell you they have close relationships with all of their competitors. They know all of them, you know, <laughs> and they call them and they talk to them and they say, yeah, when I can't do something, I refer it to her or I call him and that's just how it is. You know, you need to yes. have, you need to have these relationships. There's no point in having, adversarial relationships with the people in the same industry as you, because you, you're going to meet each other, you're going to work together. So it's yeah. it's kind of pointless to, um to have that. But yeah, oh, excellent. Okay, so we are near the end. So what I would like you to do is uh, give some final tips or, or words of advice for those who are I mean, we talked a lot about jumping, so I think people understand what they what they need to do there if they're going through that. But maybe for those who want to start something like what you started, what, what advice do you have for those listeners
1: in the community? If it's something like what I started... Mm-hmm. Events management <laughs> yes. or, or yeah. coordination, that kind of thing. First advice will be to make sure that it's something that you love doing. Okay. Um, events it's a passion for me. And when I talk to other um, event entrepreneurs or just event vendors, you really, in this industry, you really have to enjoy what you do. It is demanding at times, it is stressful at times, but it can be one of the most rewarding things that you do. Um, Because it requires you to serve people. And if you like serving people, Um, you're going to get very, very far because you're going to always have that, you know what? It's about my clients at the end of the day. It's about ensuring that they're happy. I never end the job without asking my clients if they're happy Mm. Um, because that ultimately is what matters to me. You know, that experience, as I say, that that lasting impression on my clients is what matters to me. So anyone that wants to get into events, yeah. It's a. It looks nice on the out on the outside. I do think so too, but yes. when you get in, you realize, ooh, it's a lot. So you really have to just enjoy it. Um, if you're not sure, you know, partner, collaborate.
0: Yes, collaborate.
1: <laughs> who is who is actually in it, and if they're willing to take to take you on, so you can actually get hands-on experience. Absolutely priceless. You can read the best books. I mean, I actually went to school to do it, but my experience on the field and on jobs is as way more worth than what I would have learned in the classroom. Yeah. You know? So um, that is my advice with that. And from an entrepreneurship standpoint, um, if you're thinking about it, let it be something again that you're passionate about. Understand why you're getting into business because oh, um, the why,
0: yes, yeah. the why.
1: <laughs> it sounds cliche, but it is the truth. It's you, so true. It's so if true. If you if you don't understand why you're in business on those hard days, you're just gonna feel to quit and you're gonna convince yourself why it's okay it's why it's okay to quit. Or
0: you're when, gonna jump around, you're gonna go yeah, from one uh, thing to the next. One yes. business today or another business next week, you, you won't because yep. you don't, and they will be separate, completely unrelated because you don't really understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. And that's just life generally, you know, you've got to have some kind of reasoning behind why you do things, don't you?
1: yes most most definitely so
0: how can our community that was perfect thank you so much for that advice (laughs) so how how can our community reach out to you if they're interested in collaborating with you if they want to get service from you if they just want to send you an email and say hey i like what you said or whatever how can they find you give us all your websites and social media and everything like that
1: so i am accessible via any platform okay (laughs) So my website is www.tcjmanagement.com. Okay. Um, if you get there, you can find me everywhere. Okay. But my Facebook for events business is TCJ Events. Okay. I am on Instagram at the same handle, at TCJ Events. My travel business is at TCJ Travel. Um, that is, I'm looking forward to building that the way I want it to work. <laughs> okay. Um, by, via phone, you can get me at 868 And email, a general catch will be info, info at tcjmanagement.com. Brilliant. Perfect. Well, Tisha,
0: thank you so, so much. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on today. And I really enjoyed speaking with you. This was fun. (laughs)
1: Thank you so much, John. It was for me
0: too. Yes. So I I made you jump. jump. Yes.
1: (laughs) I'm glad. I'm so
0: glad. So now I know you're going to go and do, go off and do many more podcasts. (laughs) I bet you after today, you're going to get lots of, you're going to get invite because that's how the universe works. You know, you do one thing and then all of a sudden, all these other things start happening. So uh, I hope it was good for you.
1: Thank you so much. Great, and
0: that that was podcast number eleven, Lovely Birds. I hope something you heard today inspired you, encouraged you, or empowered you in some way. I'm sure it did, because Tisha had a lot to say. To go off and make the big jump, and don't be afraid. You just kind of have to do it, and like Tisha said, trust the process, and everything will fall into place, right? Yes. All right. Thank you so (laughs) much. Thank Thank you. you